active in the church of God. Again, good morning, and may the Lord bless each and every person here. The Bible is filled with references to children. We notice in Luke chapter 2, verse 22, when Jesus was eight days old, Mary, his mother, and Joseph, his father, his, brought him to the temple to present him to the Lord according to the law of Moses. Now, when this unique child grew up, he loved the children too and laid his hands on them and he blessed them. We will never forget his words in Matthew 19, 14 when he says, let the children alone and do not hinder them from coming to me. Would you please quiet, be quiet? Ah, <laughs> oh, this is it. Do not hinder them from coming to me. He's revived already. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Children are a gift from God. They are entrusted to us to raise according to his word and to bring them up and train them in the way that they should go. And the Bible says when they grow up, they will not depart from the teaching we give them. The moment they open their eyes to a new world, then this is the proper time, Dave and Amber, and I think you know that, to start teaching them the way they should go. They are precious. And our responsibility is so great, especially during their early years, before they leave the nest and go into the business world. Someone said, we should consider not so much what the child is today as what he may become tomorrow. Godly teaching and discipline starts at home. Then the church supports it. This is why we place so much emphasis on Sunday school. Sunday school teachers, you have a big, a great responsibility upon your shoulders. And they do realize, as well as we do, that the future goes forward on the feet of little children. I'm convinced that Dave and Amber are counting the days when Joshua will walk through the Lammy's room and attend Sunday school. I hope he will be a blessing there. <laughs> we pray. <laughs> yeah, Joshua. One man said, give me the children until they are seven and anyone may have them afterwards. And this is why we put more emphasis on little children. We want to teach them, and Sunday school teachers have a great responsibility to teach them. Soon Joshua goes to Sunday school, and what a blessed day that will be. And I'm sure there, his father and mother 
they're going to have an open house that day for him. Remember, these little ones are the future. For the child, for a child by child, we build our nation. As Josh, Joshua continues to grow under his parents' care, we wish him good health and a childhood filled with joy and happiness. We know that he has godly parents in Dave and Amber. They will feed him the word, and as he grows, he will know his Savior at an early age. This is our prayer, not for Joshua only, but for each and every little child that they will know Jesus Christ as Savior in their early days. I'm also confident that they have already started the training. Is that right, Amber? You have, you have okay, amen. And he, they will continue until the Lord comes. It's all right, Joshua. I read the following, and I'll end up with it. Whatever you write on the heart of a child, no water can wash away. The sand may be shifted when billows are wild, and the efforts of time may decay. Some stories may perish. Some songs be forgot. But this graven record, time changes not. Whatever, this is it, whatever you write on the heart of a child, a story of gladness or care that heaven has blessed or earth has defiled will linger unchangeably there. So, Dave and Amber, this is your time to help him grow and engrave in his heart the love of Christ. He's rebelling now, but he will <laughs> repent soon. He repent soon. Okay, let's bring him up here and see maybe he will behave here. Just be one the whole time. Oh. <laughs> Come on up. This is what you want. You want to preach. He wants my place. Look at that, he's smiling now. As we dedicate little Joshua today, our father, our hearts are rejoicing in wishing him a healthy childhood and a future filled with blessings under the care of the Almighty and his mom and dad, Dave and Amber. We pray that he will know you early in his life and he'll be dedicated to serve you as he grows up. Bless him. Bless the little sister also and the older brothers and sisters that we know and they are now in attendance. We thank you for them all and thank you for this family. Even grandma and grandpa are here. Bless them all and bless him. We give you 
Joshua now as we dedicate him to the Lord as Hannah did with her son Samuel and he grew up to become one of the greatest prophets and men of God. Bless him and bless his family. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Joshua, may God bless you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to preach? Okay. I want it. All right. <laughs> Well, we hope that the Lord will give him a great life. Now, Randy and Natalie have a song specially for him for this dedication, and they are going to favor us with it. Randy and Natalie, you're on. down at a ranger sleeping in his bed she gently kneels beside him and then she bows her head and just like other mothers who lived so She brings her child to Jesus and she gives him to the Lord. Jesus, here's another child to hold. Keep this child safe and warm. This world can be so cold Take this child in your arms And never let him go Jesus, here's another child to Watched his only daughter heading off to school. He doesn't want to worry, but this world can be so cruel. And waiting in the silence, he feels so all alone. He offers up this simple prayer just to bring her safely home. Jesus, here's another child to hold. 
keep this child safe and warm this world can be so cold take this child in your arms and never let her go jesus here's another child to hold wherever there are children lord in danger or in need may you find someone there praying on their knees oh Jesus, here's another child to hold. Keep this child safe and warm. This world can be so cold. Take this child in your arms and never Jesus hears my precious child. Jesus hears another child to hold. Jesus hears another child to hold. Isn't that beautiful song? Jesus, here's another child to hold because the world is too cold. Ah, may the Lord bless this child. Thank you, Randy and Natalie. Beautiful song, touches the hearts. I'm back. Uh, my first message, if you're not bored by it, okay, I have another one for you. Let's ask the Lord to bless. Bow our heads and pray a short prayer. Thank you, Father, for the little children. Thank you for the young ones that are in attendance this morning. And they came to watch this dedication. We, may you bless them and grow them so they'll be your children in the future. Bless the church. Bless each and every one. And bless this world, Lord. Use me for the edification of believers and the salvations of those who have not yet experienced the joy of being children of God. Please accept this humble prayer in Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to the letter of Paul to Titus. Letter of Paul to Titus. 
Titus is after, right after Timothy. It's a very, very short epistle of three chapters. And chapter 2, if you have your Bibles, I hope you do. Chapter 2 and verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearance of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify us, or purify rather for himself, a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. These things, Paul writing to Titus, these things speak and exhort and reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Amen. May the Lord bless his word. And before we go into this message, uh, I'm glad my wife and I are very glad to be back with you. And I wanted to say a special word for each and every one of you. You prayed for us a lot, and we enjoyed our vacation. And I tell you one thing, I'm glad to be back with you. And a special, special thank you for Mike and Ginny, who took care of business during our absence. May the Lord continue to bless you, Mike, and bless your family. And continue to give long life to Jessica and bless her elbow now. Uh, amen? Now, Paul, the writer of this letter, short letter, Paul had a special interest in the younger men who worked with him all the time. In this case, he sat down and wrote this short letter to Titus, his disciple. In chapter 2 and verse 7, he concludes his, his instructions to the different age groups by reminding Titus of the following. Let's read these two verses. 7 and 8. He's Reminding this young man, who is, who is a pastor there, in all things, show yourself to be an example. Let's take it and apply, apply it to our lives. Show yourself to be an example of good deeds with purity and doctrine, dignified, sound in speech, which is beyond reproach, in order that the op opponent, which is the devil, may be put to shame, having nothing bad.
to say about us. It's challenging two verses. And he asks him, he emphasizes that his example is not to be restricted to the young men only, but to everything around him in words, in deeds, be an example of purity, of doctrine, and in speech, conduct yourself beyond reproach. What a challenging, what a challenging portion of scripture to us. And then he goes in verse 11, for the grace of God. I understand that during my absence, and you have studies about the grace of God, and it was very successful, and the feedback said that it was so great, and Mike was so great, and thank God for that, and thank God for you, Mike. We pray that we grow in grace all the time, and this is what Paul is drawing the attention of this young disciple. He says to him, the grace of God has appeared. What is an appeared only just like this? He said, to bring salvation. And the word of God, Paul, in writing to the Ephesians, he said, by grace you are saved. So the grace of God has appeared, and if I may uh, borrow this, it has appeared when Jesus visited us on this earth. He is grace. He is truth. And this is when he appeared. The grace of God appeared with him to save people from their sins. My first point, grace that appeared to bring salvation. The meaning of this word grace refers to favor conferred by a friend upon a friend. This means when Jesus visited us and through God has freely conferred his favor, kindness, and mercy upon those who have rebelled against him and fallen short of glory. This grace brings salvation to all men. It is available to everyone without respect of persons. It is available for the old. It's available for the young. It's available for the middle-aged. It's available with no respect of persons at all. It is, regardless of race, regardless of nationality, the grace of God is available and no one is exempted. And you might say, Adol, I am a great sinner and a God cannot save a person like me. This is a gospel made by you, but not by the Bible. Because for the love of God has shown us salvation for each and every one. For God so loved the world, we heard about the love of God earlier, that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him, whosoever 
no limit whatsoever. No limit believes on him shall not perish but has everlasting life. This is the grace of God. This is the love of God. This is why Jesus came. He came to show us his grace and his mercy. And he was not impartial at all. His unlimited love and grace is available to anyone who says, Jesus, I believe. Take me, save me, and change me. I want to be your child. And you become his child. This great salvation, through his grace, has appeared. And thank God for the appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ, his visit to us on this earth. Oh, and it is no matter how sinful you are. I am a great sinner. I mean, that God cannot even save me. Forget that one. This is an excuse. God came for the greatest sinner. God came for each and every sinner. Whether you are a great sinner or what? An ungreat sinner. God came to every sinner under the sun. I keep telling them, telling the word, if he saved me, he can save anyone. And this is why the grace of God through Jesus Christ appeared and it's available. It's available to save you, to change you, to give you eternal life, life without end. The price for your information, the price of your sins has already been paid on the cross of Calvary. The penalty has been wiped out completely and all you need at this very moment while sitting in your seat is to accept his graceful gift and live a new life for him. And Paul is writing, he says, do not forget, Titus, the grace of God has appeared to save people in the church that you are in and everywhere you go. Do not forget this truth. First, as I said, the grace of God appeared to bring salvation. Secondly, he tells him, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passion. To say no. Well, there was a, there was a, a, a saying, what was it, two, three years ago, say no to drugs? Who remembers that? Young people, say no to drugs, okay? Amen. We still say no to drugs. We don't have it here. Consider the following. I hope most of us would say no to the offer of a rattlesnake for a pet. Would you like to have a rattlesnake for a pet? So say no to that, okay. You say no, right? We say no? Okay. I think, two, most of us would say no to the offer of a exposure to a contagious disease. 
No, okay. No. Say no to that? Okay. All right. Most, most of us would say no to the offer of a drink of poison. So we say no. Let me ask a question. To what we should say no? This is what he's telling him. We should say no to the ungodly and worldly life. Let's get a little bit personal. We should say no to the ungodly and worldly life that appeals to the flesh and to values that are only significant in this world. Can you say no? The prince of this world offers a complete array of interests. Listen to me, especially young one. Causes and activities that can occupy our minds, heart, and time. William MacDonald's definition of the world will help us to think more clearly about what I'm talking about here. He writes, the world is an organized system of our society developed and headed by Satan. Don't ever think any other way. We're seeing it now, aren't we? We're seeing evil around us now. Okay, he, he, he continues. It is dedicated to the purpose of keeping humankind happy without God. Everyone around us is seeking happiness away from God. And I have news for you. There is no happiness away from God. Period. Karl Knott, you know Karl Knott, he adds to that. He says, and allow me to say it, involvement, politics, entertainment, social works, Philosophy, religion, they're all under one heading. Society life, civic clubs, membership in different clubs are just a few examples of earthbound distractions from heaven's interests. Paul is exhorting Titus and exhorting us all to maintain a heavenly focus. Friends, we are living in the last days. We're seeing around us people running away from what is called religion even. And they're fighting Christianity everywhere, even in the United States, the cradle of Christianity. They're fighting it. The, less, the latest I heard that in a senior, a senior place, you know, senior, uh, where, where, they, where they have the senior there, they have a word for it. Yeah, okay. They, a, an ex-pastor who is a senior there 
started conducting a Bible study every Monday morning. This is the latest I read it. Every Monday morning, they came to him. They said, you can never have a Bible study here in this senior living place at all. And you cannot mention the Bible. If you want to share anything, let us call it, let us call, uh, you have a, bo a book of wisdom and share from the book of wisdom. Don't mention the Bible. They stopped him completely. This is in America. We're not talking in the world outside or the Muslim world. This is what is happening today. And this is what the world has become today. And this is what the world offering. But say we have we are we are running a, a, a game. Oh, bingo. Oh, everybody comes in, right? But but a little Bible study. Okay, they are now not letting him do that. We must, as a church, refute those attitudes, those ways that are contrary to God's will, but were once considered normal. We too were foolish one day, but it's time after salvation to take a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. We were disobedient. We were deceived. In Titus chapter 3 and verse 3 he says, for we also once were foolish, our disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. But Jesus came and set the prisoners free. I ask you this morning, this is the grace of God that is today amongst us. The opportunity is still with us and to save us from ungodliness, from worldly pleasures, from passions, from anything that is against the word of God. Today, the word of God is being attacked from every place. And we are called upon to stand firm. And Paul is asking over 2,000 years ago, says, Titus, stand firm. Church, stand firm. And if, if there is someone here with us today who knows that he is not living according to the word of God. This is the opportunity, the grace of God that saves, offering you an opportunity to get saved and take Jesus as your savior. My third, my third word, this grace that saves, it encourages us to say yes to Christ. Say no to the world, but say yes to Christ. This precious grace encourages us to stand 
and be counted. It gives us assurance and courage to live without shame, to be courageous, to proclaim Christ's salvation wherever you are. Time to do that. You know, I said it before, Frank Sinatra, best remembered for his popular song that he said, that says, I did it. Oh, you know it all. Okay. I did it my way. Well, I have a new motto for us. Church, true followers of Christ should be able to sing, I did it his way. The world is proud and is singing these songs. And they have it on New Year's Eve all over New York. You remember? And they are proud of it. Thousands, sometimes millions. And today, they're proud of their deeds that we are ashamed of because we used to practice them. But let us stand. I did it his way. And may I ask you a question? What is his way? Think about that. Are you in his way today? Are you the saved person? Do you know that your sins are forgiven? Do you know that Jesus Christ at a certain time in your life has convicted you of your sin and you have taken him as your personal savior and he saved you and set you free from sin and you're now sitting as a member of the church of God? If you have this experience, if you have this experience, you can say, I did it his way. Yes to his way and no to the world. That's his way. His way is to know that he is a savior and you have at a certain time taken him as your personal savior, saved you from sin, paid the penalty of sin, by his death on the cross of Calvary and set you free from the chains of devil and made you a child of God. Are you a child of God? We have become people of genuine integrity. Can you say yes to genuine integrity, motivated by caring, by concern, by work to win people for the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you thankful? Are you that person? If you are that person who said yes to Jesus Christ, congratulations. And if you're not, I ask you at this moment, to stop living your own life and start living for Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayers. The Lord speaking to your heart. Can you say no to this world and yes to Christ? Then give him your life. Say, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. Please save me and change me and make me your child. Our Father, we are thankful 
that we have still the opportunity and the freedom to claim and to bear that word and preach it the way the Bible gives it to us. Help us not to change it. Help us not to please people, but please you. Help us not to be people pleasers, but God pleasers. Help us to say no to this world and yes to your authority, to be obedient, to live for you and to honor you in everything we do in our life. Bless this congregation and be with each and every one. And if there's someone who has in his heart or her heart accepted you as their savior, I pray that you take them by the hand and guide them in their life and life eternal. Dismiss us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for coming. May God bless you. And if there's someone who would like to talk to me at the end of this meeting, I'll be sitting in the front seat here waiting. May God bless you all.